Guys, welcome to Nathan K. Gingerbread Podcast. On the couch today, we've got the inspiring Sophie Grace Holmes. Hiya. Um, we'll be discussing all things cystic fibrosis, positive mental attitude, maybe good food recipes. Absolutely. or Yeah, good food, uh, healthy balanced diets, uh, how to maybe overcome your the negative surroundings that you might face, you know, if people are doubting you and maybe how we can overcome those. Um, but yeah, Sophie, thank you so much for coming on. Oh, thank you for having me. Absolute inspiration. Um, and just anyone that's listening, I'll also drop uh, Sophie's details in the description below. Uh, and if you're watching on YouTube, make sure you give it a thumbs up, make a comment. If you've got any questions for Sophie in the future, drop them below, she'll be able to respond. Yep. Um, so once again, thank you so much for coming on. It's an absolute pleasure. Um, I suppose people just want to know a little bit about you and a little bit about cystic fibrosis because it's not very common in a lot of people. Like a lot of people don't know about cystic fibrosis yeah. and what it what it is and you know if it's hereditary, if you when you're diagnosed with it. Just educate us, inspire us okay. again. So my life journey is very unique and very different to most people, but that's how I like living my life. Yeah. So. I was born with a life-threatening genetic disease called cystic fibrosis, which only actually affects about 10,000 people in the UK. Oh wow, so small number. Yeah, and I think that's probably why not many people know about it, but it basically is a disease that affects your lungs and your digestive system mainly by clogging them up with mucus, which is not the most glamorous <laughs> diseases. Um, so people that have CF generally are on about 80 tablets a day, um, yeah, which is a lot. Wow. And we, especially when we actually have to pay for them, which is nuts. It's not, it's not given to you on the NHS? No, it's because they're too expensive. Wow. There's a lot of campaigning at the moment, actually, about a drug um, that could change, literally change everything, but it's £104,000 a year per patient, <gasps> which is why they're not giving it out. Wow. Um, but it does mean having CF may shorten your life. So when I was born, the average life expectancy was 16. Um, now it's 31, um, but obviously me being me, I love to do things differently. I love to defy the odds, kind of face adversity very differently and kind of show what you can do. Yeah. So I'm the kind of person, if you tell me I can't, I'll go and do it. <laughs> Just to prove that you can do stuff either outside of your comfort zone or push yourself mentally, because I think a lot of things are a mental battle. And I'm a firm believer in building your mental toughness via doing the things that are either really hard or the things you don't want to do. Do you think that people achieve more from being out of their comfort zone then? Absolutely. I yeah. think if you're not willing to push yourself out there, you're, what you can do is very limited. Yeah. But for me, I'm really passionate about what human beings can do, like what performances can they do if they simply just try. Give me an idea of something where, like an experience that you've had where people want to know what was out of your comfort zone. Give, me, give, me, like, give us an example of something where you've gone... That is going to be so challenging, but once I do it, it's going to be so rewarding. Yeah, so it's interesting. I've just about four weeks ago come back from the Bahamas and done an 18-mile paddleboard from the Bahamas to West Palm Beach in Florida. What? So 80 miles on your paddleboard, all in one go. Oh, my God. Knackering. Great. Do you know what? I admit I totally underestimated the experience. <laughs> yeah. And it was the first time I'd been on a paddleboard in about a year and a half was when I stood on the beach in the Bahamas at 1am in the morning, ready to leave. And we got, we had a really bad weather, we had storms and things, and I got three miles in, put my paddle down, and I was like, this is ridiculous. I'm not getting anywhere. We have four foot waves, and all these things, it's pitch black, you can't see anything. Wow. And I sat there and I was like, but I'm doing this for the people that can't do it, because mm -hmm. we're fundraising for CF. 
So I was like, I have no choice. Yeah. So I'm a firm believer of removing choice. So I was like, I have no choice but to get to the end. Like I know that if I, if I, I could go back on the boat and just yeah. not do it, but if I did that, that would hang with me forever because I bailed on something that was hard. And I always say the devil on your shoulder with the easy option out is always going to be there. Yeah. But if you don't take that option, what you realise you can do is something else. It sort of gives you, it's like, an, it's like a drug, no? Yeah. Isn't that quite, and yeah. it's quite addictive. And the more you do it, the more you're like, oh, well, I can do that. What about what's next? Yeah. And we got to the beach on the other side and it was like one of those moments where I was like, oh my God, like I've actually done it. So what you're saying is do not push yourself to the limit and just whenever you feel like you can't do something, just remove that from your mind and be like, you can do it. And once you get over that, you then think, I want more. Well, yeah, so the beauty, because I do a lot of big endurance events, so the beauty of the endurance side is the fact that you go through these waves of emotion. Mm. Like one minute you're like, oh, this is fine, I'm really good. The next minute you're like, oh my goodness, I'm going to cry. I'm so tired, my body hurts. But then you have to remind yourself, like, pain is something you put in your mind. Yeah. So you have to just put it out. Just be like, do you know what, I'm fine. Pain goes away. Like, whenever I start to get tired on these things, I'm like, pain goes away. If you think about it, when you're in the gym, like, obviously you're you're obviously working hard and things, but as soon as you put that weight down or you jump off that treadmill, the pain goes. Yeah. And the same is for when you're doing these big events and you're halfway through and you say you've got 50 miles to run or whatever. Are you like, do you know what though? It goes away as soon as I've stopped. Yeah. So I'm going to be fine. Yeah. So like I thrive off these things. Like I try and encourage people to do the things that they don't think they can do yet. Mm-hmm. But I obviously do them to a new level because I like to do what only 5% of the world may try. It's quite interesting because you look at people like, so from an Instagram point of view and from a social media point of view, you look at it and think, yeah, but it's easy for you to say so because you look so fit and you're healthy and, oh, you know, doing, you know, 18 mile paddle board, you know, could be easy, but it's not. No, it's like, not. E- no matter how fit you are and how much you train, you still have those peaks and troughs, right? Yeah. And this is what I'm trying to sort of, the message that we want to get to across to people is, it doesn't matter where you are in your journey, you'll always have a peak and you'll always have a trough, no matter how fit you are or how unfit you are, but you've just got to take, eliminate that part where you feel down Mm -hmm. and you feel, I don't know, deflated. How do you know then how to sort of get back up and how, do you know what I mean? It's when you're there, that's a hard place to be in to get yourself out of it. What sort of rituals or what sort of, is it meditation? Is it I don't know, taking a drug? I don't know. What, what gets you out from there to there? For me, it's, I do a lot of things. I believe you should do these things for yourself. <clears throat> and you should basically want to kind of make yourself proud for what yeah. you can do. So when I'm in these times, I'm like, do you know what? Like, I know that I can do it. It's just going to be a bit harder than maybe something else I've done. Or I relate it back to something else that I thought was really hard but finished. Yeah. And I'm like, all you have to do is change your mind. And just be like, yes, this is hard. However, as long as I can, this is what I base it on, as long as I can put one foot in front of the other, I can finish. Do you ever feel that you're, do you ever feel that the people are much worse off than you as well? And you think, yeah, 100%, if, if, even like, if they can achieve that, I can also <laughs> achieve that. Well, this is the thing. I've actually got a friend, she was in hospital, been in hospital at nine months. She has one lung left. Oh my God. Maybe even half of that now. Really funny thing is she should have died already. Like, yeah. she's died about nine times already. We joke about it. Yeah. I don't know how she's yeah. still going. Yeah. But I always think to myself, like, she would give anything to be able to walk. Just walk. Yeah. She can't even walk. Like, and yet, so many people complain about, 
even having to go to the gym, whereas she would do anything. Just to, just to walk. Put one foot in front of the other. Yeah. So whenever I start to get tired, I'm like. That's your inspiration. Ran, like, she will never have that chance. Like she won't get better. So I have to do this on the basis that she will never have the chance. Yeah. What's given her motivation to stay alive? Because obviously <laughs> that's, that's a mental battle as well for her, I take it. Because, you know, your body, like your mind is so powerful, right? And you've clearly demonstrated that. Like it's mind over matter. Like your mind controls your whole body, right? So her mental attitude and her mental sort of way of thinking must be really positive because ultimately, like you said, she should be dead. And what is keeping her alive is her positive thinking. Yeah. And you're a massive believer of positive thinking. Yeah. Like I've read about it. Yeah. And, you know, give me an idea of like a positive thinking sort of what it looks like. How does, how would you sort of put it on paper or put it into words so someone can understand that? I think, you know, a lot of positivity for me comes with company. Mm-hmm. So the right company. Because I think if you are going to surround yourself with people that are negative or don't believe in achieving or believe in pushing themselves or in line with your values, yep. then your mindset will begin to suffer. I also believe that you should do as much as you possibly can within a day within reason. Because I know that if I don't or I'm really lazy for a few days or whatever, my mindset goes. Yeah. So I believe that you should do that. But I actually do three things every single day that keep me positive to make me realize like what I've got, but also to build upon what I have. Mm-hmm. So every morning I'll like practice cra- like counting my gratitudes, like what I have. It could even just be like, I've woken up, like yeah. I'm lucky to be here, etc. Um, another one is to do the things that you don't want to do yeah. or do the things that are hard. It could be like pushing yourself a bit more in the gym or that job that you've been like putting off or anything like that. And doing something every single day that you enjoy to bring your happiness element in, because I think the happier you are, the more positive natural you'll be. Yeah. But I also think it's important to build on your mindset because ultimately, if you have a weak mind, you're gonna really struggle. So if you do the things that are hard, life is easier. Mm, that makes sense. So, and then within that, like I have, you know, things that I tell myself that do keep my mind more positive. Because I think at the end of the day, everyone does have these peaks and troughs, like me being a naturally positive person. Yeah, fair enough, I find it a bit easier. But it doesn't mean I don't have those days where I'm like, oh, oh. I can't be bothered or whatever. But I always think, one, if you can't bother to go to the gym, you're going to feel better anyway, even if you go and just do something. Yeah. It doesn't have to be the best session. It could just be you getting into the gym and doing something. Just, just getting there. Yeah, because normally the hardest part is putting your trainers on. Yeah. Leave. Um, and I just think, you know, like a lot of people love quotes, don't they? So like, even if you have them noted down on your phone, yeah. um, it's important. Also, like, there's always going to be someone less fortunate than you. Always. Always. Yeah. Like, even if, like, you feel like you're at rock bottom. Yeah. There is going to be someone. Yeah. And actually, it's rock bottom that normally builds the foundation of your life anyway. Yes, 100%. And I'm a firm believer of finding the positive message in any negative situation. Yeah. Because they do happen for a reason. And every time I look back at the things that have happened to me, I'm like, my God, if that bad thing hadn't happened, I wouldn't be here. Right. Like when I basically, like I was very well growing up with my CF until I hit 19 where I lost 50% lung function. And the doctors turned around and said, you've got two years to live, nothing we can do. And I was like, in my naive state, I was like, that's really cool, but I don't believe you. Yeah. 
So I went and climbed Kilimanjaro. <laughs> yeah. As you do. And yeah. then got to the top, celebrated with burpees. And um, I got down and I was like, well, if I can do that with layers lung function, like what can I do? Yes. So then that's where all the big challenges and adventures and stuff like started. Because I was like, technically, genetically, I shouldn't be able to do this. Mm-hmm. But I can. So what happens if I just build on that? And just seeing. It's incredible. Like, so, so okay. When you said about, you know, doing the stuff that you love and surrounding yourself with people, how would you remove someone that was negative from your life? Like, what, have you, I mean, have you been in that situation before? Oh, yeah. Where, people are going to experience that and people are listening or watching. I'd be like, yes, I have that in my, how do I get rid of them? Just get rid of them. Just, Just go. Chop them out. Like, if you know the reasons as to why they're more negative, yeah. it could be their mindset, it could be maybe, I even had a friend who, would try and beat my achievements, if that makes sense. Like, I'd be like, oh my God, I've just climbed Mont Blanc. Yeah. She'd be like, but I've just done this. Oh. Instead and of like going like amazing, inspiring and bouncing off each other. Because only of my friends that achieve something or do something that they're really happy with, I'm like, that's amazing, well done. Yeah. But if people aren't going to support you, then they just got to go. Yeah, 100%. Like, I do believe in being a bit brutal with that. Like even if it's like your oldest friend or like someone that you spend loads of time with, if they're not good for your mind, or not supporting what you want to achieve, like they have to go because yeah. like, ultimately you're holding yourself back. And there's always, I always believe that if you're going to shut a door on something, something else will come along. So you may meet someone else yeah. that you've known for like five minutes, but they're more beneficial to your life than that person that you've known for 10 years. Yeah, and the same, but you have to do the same as well. Mm. It can't be just be, you know, a receive, receive, receive. You do well, have no, to give Well, no, because I'm a massive giver. Like I try and give out to people as much as I can. And, like I love helping people and doing that, but ultimately I, my friends have to give back to me because of course, otherwise then you end up in a situation where you're worn down yep. and that's not that's good not for right. anybody. No, it's not. Um, so I'm a firm believer of just being like, I, a few years ago, wrote down my values, what I believe in, like my ideal personalities. Cause I'm very not naturally upbeat. I've got loads and loads of energy. I'll go into all these things, run around like a mad <laughs> thing most days. And I love that pace of life. Um, a lot of my friends just think I'm crazy, which is absolutely fine. I'd rather be crazy. <laughs> but equally, if I've got friends that don't have um, more of a positive mind or kind of are in line with that, I'm not saying in terms of doing the big challenges yeah. because I understand that nobody really wants to do that. But in terms of like pushing themselves in different areas of their life, so it yeah. could be their career or it could be wanting to achieve like a big goal or something like that, then... I do believe that you know, you've got to question what you're doing. Yeah. Because I don't think many people have actually sat down and properly decided who they are, what they want, what they're about, what they believe in. Agreed. Because I think we live such a fast life that people don't just stop and think, do you know what? What is it that we are doing here? Like, mm-hmm. everyone has a purpose. You've, I believe you should find it. Yeah. Like, I believe that I was born with CF because I'm strong enough to handle the hand I was served. Yeah and show you what can be done. That's what I do believe. Yeah. And I can help other people in turn do, do the same. 100%. Even without, with, without CF, it could be anybody. But loads of people, I know that I maybe not everyone's passionate about it, but if you were to stop and be like, this is what I love doing, I'm gonna go and do it. Like, I think that, like, it, like I suppose it's, like, it's wrong to kind of put your own trait onto somebody else, but it frustrates me when I see someone who's got an amazing talent, but they don't do something about it. Yeah, it's really annoying. And I'm like, and I've, one of my best friends, I, She's an amazing singer, um, but she just doesn't have the confidence to go and do it. So I've tried so hard. I'm like, but you can. 
But obviously she has to want to do it herself. She does. And I think obviously she does, she probably deep down, she does want to do it herself. But it's unlocking, it's knowing, like, it's just finding that, that switch that goes, I, I can do this. And everyone has to get to that point. That's the they thing. Do. You can't force somebody to go and do something until they're ready. Yeah. And I do believe things come, like, on your path when you are ready. No, agreed. Going back to the the... the <coughs> the part where you said, you know, when things bad things happen to you, it's like they take you down to the bottom. That, that's where you learn from. Do you sort when bad things happen to you? I, I take it with a very positive approach in terms of bring it on, like yeah. because whatever you do to me, that will make me stronger. Exactly, and actually, my the biggest turning point, probably the light bulb moment that I had was like, if you learn to enjoy hardship and failure, genuinely, <laughs> so, yeah, you will never fail. Yes, ever. Because the reason you fail is either because maybe that wasn't the right way to do it or that wasn't meant for you or there's something better. But it shows you're trying as well. And actually, the more successful you are, you will find the less, pe like, less people will like you because yeah, you're successful, yeah, right? Absolutely. Which is fine. Because that's just an insecurity that's coming out on their half, right? But if you, if you just focus on the lesson, and actually what I found is like, there's a few instances in my life that have really been like big milestones of either disaster or, you know, failure or things going wrong. And at the time you're like, oh my God, like why? Like, and then now I'm like, my goodness, if that one moment in time hadn't have happened, I wouldn't be here. Yeah. And actually that moment in life that I thought that I was rock bottom actually relaunched me into something that I couldn't ever even imagine I could have done. Isn't it crazy? So all the, and that's just changing your mindset of like, you know, if something negative happens, like you need to be aware of it and be like, great, yeah. now I'm going to work through this and get, you know, get out of this. And I'm, what a massive life lesson. Yeah. Like, you know, it will take you to the top. Yeah. And then you'll hit bottom again and you'll learn from that and it will take you further. Yeah. Literally every single time you do hit bottom, as you said, like you do become stronger. Yes. And I think, you know, the most, the most powerful thing you can do is build on that. Yeah. Life doesn't do this. Well, no, but that's the beauty of it, isn't it? And no. actually like... I believe that things happen for a reason. I believe you meet people who cross paths for a reason. Mm -hmm. And you can learn from every person you meet. So just always have the confidence to strike up a conversation. Because it could be something that one thing that they say that they don't even know they've said that actually changes everything for you in your mind. Yeah. And I think that's the beauty of it. But we live in a world that people are so connected but so disconnected and so scared to talk to people. Yeah, they are. And it's mad because I'm like, we in, as a nation, we can help each other by simply just... Having a chat. Yeah, but when we all go out, like, where everyone's on their phones or they just have their head down and, like, I'm the person on the train smiling at people and I'm like, oh. Hi. Yeah. Okay, then. But I do believe, like, the biggest thing that you can start building on is your mind. Yeah. It should be the strongest tool that you train, like, in every single area of your life. But also, you know, you can't compare yourself to other people because where we are... Yeah is never going to be where someone else is. So it's like comparing someone's day one to your day 50, like it's never going to be the same. Mm -hmm. And everyone's journeys are different. And I think we do, because of social media, live in a world where we have a lot of comparison. And actually, one of my um, biggest things that I've heard of, because obviously with CF, you know, most, a lot of people can't even get out of bed. You know? wow. A lot of people can't even get dressed themselves because they can't breathe and it's awful. Like the way I always say to people, the analogy that I give them is like, Put a straw in your mouth and breathe through it for a minute while doing burpees. Oh, wow. That's what it can feel like. I can't like. even breathe in burpees, let alone breathe through a straw. See, yeah. it's like, I can't even imagine that because that's obviously quite low. Yeah. 
that's how hard it is but that can be how hard it is for some people and i just think like if that doesn't motivate you to get up and do something i don't know what well, will. yeah absolutely because a lot of those people can't have transplants so it's kind of it like they're young they're like, don't, under 25. Such like, a i've lost so many friends under the age of 25. that's so and that no not in a bad way but that gives you so much motivation well, it and it does. makes you humble and grateful for what yeah. you've got and be like you know that time where you probably feel down, which you probably do get, and you think, oh, I don't want to train today, that you, go, you, you realise, oh my God, my friends younger than me have passed away, mm. I'm going to go train today. Well, yeah, and that's yeah. the thing, like, and obviously, it's a sad analogy, but at the same time, it's like, do you know what? We live every day, we die once, but we live it the other way around. Yeah. And I just think, like, in my head, I'm like, what are we doing? Like, we have every single day an opportunity to change our lives to a degree. Yeah. Yeah. We just make an excuse not to do it. Yeah, so I always, like one of my most favourite phrases um, was said by a friend of mine called Tom. And it sticks with me and every time people are like complaining and I'm like, tell them this line because I'm like, this will change everything. So it's the excuses you make today will be the regrets you have at the end of your life. <laughs> so if you just basically cut out the excuses your life will just become amazing because you'll be doing so much more and you'll have stories to tell rather than regrets later on. That's powerful. And in my head, I'm like, it's so true. Yeah. And I've even, you stopped using the snooze button for that reason. I used the snooze my alarm once because I get up at five every day. If, um, like, because you have to or because um, you want to? Is there, is there a ritual that you do to get up at five A lot of the time it's because I like to be in pattern. Mm -hmm because I believe that obviously sleep and recovery is powerful as training and for you to get the beneficial, most benefit out of sleep, yeah. you need to be in routine. Mm -hmm. But also I do normally start work quite early, so it's better for me just to be up. So your alarm goes, yeah, done. Yep. No excuses. No. Nope. Done. Yep, I'm up. Is I never used to be like that. What about eating habits? So <laughs> how, how did you, did you change your life? Like, you know, has your food changed? Have you like got rid of meats? Have you got rid of dairy? How, how's that? Well, it's interesting because with um, CF, we basically, because I, I have a digestive issue, so I have to take enzymes before I eat. Otherwise, my food, my proteins and fats don't get digested because yep. I don't produce the enzyme myself. So the hospital advised, which is really stupid, um, 3,000 calories a day of as much high-fat foods as you can, but advise things like chocolate, sweets, crisps. All the foods that really are not good for you, like, let's face it, sugar in foods, having a lung disease with, involves the build of mucus, actually can cause more bacterial issues, yep. cause lung infections and all sorts of things. So it's a mad thing. So I suppose the biggest thing I've changed was the fact that I now only eat whole foods within, obviously I go out and have fun, but like every single day, yep. whole foods, non-processed. Nice. Like up to 3,000 calories a day, which is obviously harder when you're eating healthier foods Food, and things yeah, of but it's changed everything even to your mind the way your mindset works because you're more positive if you eat better yeah better. like it's it's mad how like nutrition is still underrated but it's so powerful it's it's a drug like for the mind yeah as in like people don't realize this like it's a drug for the mind and it triggers certain feelings and emotions and chemicals in your mind in your brain that actually give you a positive impact. Yeah. And people don't get that. Like whatever you're putting in your, you are what you put in your yeah. body. And if you put in process, you, that you will have that impact. That's what you'll yeah. be. Where if you put in whole foods, stuff that's good for your body, mm. stuff that your brain is craving every single day, you'll automatically, 
it will just feel more switched on. Yeah, you've just, you've just got to break those habits. It's hard. That's the thing. It's, how do you break those habits? <laughs> that's what they're going to ask me. How do you break those habits? Where's, uh, where'd you start? Learn to become disciplined. Like, I have a few clients that find it really difficult. And I just say to them, your discipline level is so low. <laughs> but you just don't buy it. Just do not buy the sweets. Yeah. Don't go to the shop, don't buy it. But you get there and you see the chocolate, you think, oh, I want that. But it depends on what it comes down to with anything in life is how badly you want it. This is it. And it's having a reason and having that motivation and having that, that reason why in the beginning. So you've got that reason why. Like, and some people might go, well, she's quite lucky. But no, no. You're you not make lucky. your own luck. You do make your own luck. And do you think you go out there, how do you create your own luck? Is that by just being consistent? It's, it's obviously a lot of it is um, consistency, knowing exactly what you want, mm. why you're doing it. Because I think, especially if it's fitness, you need to understand the why. Why are you doing that exercise or why are you eating that food? Because if you don't understand the why, you're less likely to do it. Yeah. But you need to have a goal that is so big that one, you can't achieve yet, but it scares the absolute hell out of you. Because then that will force you to change your behaviour. Because if your behaviour doesn't change, then nothing changes. So do you believe in then? So instead of these like little, little tiny sort of targets, do you know what? Go, here's my massive target. Yep. And I'm going to try and get there and see where I end up. Yeah. And then build on that. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. But if you're setting a goal that big, you just work backwards. Okay. Yes. Yeah, you would work back. But still, like, I've always believed, and you know what? Just setting a massive target, one crazy target out there. And I get it, like people want a, a target here, a target there, but they all seem a bit, those small targets all just seem a bit too easy. Yeah. Here's and a actually, massive target. What you get from achieving it is like nothing else. No. And you just think, if I can do that, and I didn't think I could do it, here I am, I've done it. So what's next? Like, I love that. I think, you know, we all can collectively achieve so much more, mm -hmm. but everyone for some reason is so scared yes. of setting goals because of failure. There you go. What's been your toughest fit fitness challenge? Uh, my toughest fitness challenge? The problem with that is the fact that I've done um, so many, a variety <coughs> from mountains to powderboarding to ultramarathons. But I'm going to choose one, which is going to be Mont Blanc last year. Wow, okay. Not because it was the hardest mountain in the world, but because very quickly I had to learn how to rock climb without ropes. Oh, God. And it was 700 metres of rock climbing at 4am in the morning. And the guys, just before we started, were like, be really careful because if you slip, you will die. We were like, uh-huh, cool. You're great, thanks. Okay then, let's go then, shall we? <laughs> um, and getting to the top of something like that, either, although that wasn't even the top of, I think we still had 1,000 metres to climb, was amazing. Yeah. Because I had to learn some skills that I didn't know even existed like very quickly and you would never you've never known that existed until you tried it exactly and you know that mountain is beautiful for one yeah. but it it is hard and it's people die every week trying to climb it wow. two people a week die that's incredible Fall off congratulations so like although probably kilimanjaro maybe was harder yeah that required so much mountaineering skill that you just Kind of like, you know what, I'm going to go and do it. Yep. And then he gets to the top, and it was the most beautiful view. Incredible. There you go. So, Huge. Casual. Massive. Uh, what do you think... Oh, no, no, no. Uh, what does wealth mean to you? Wealth? Wealth, yeah. Happiness, health. Yeah. 
not money. No, 100%. You can always make money, that's not a thing. Like I think, you know, in life you should do what you can do to be the happiest version you can be for you. Mm-hmm. Um, but without your health you have nothing. So, you know, every single day you should work on your health, your happiness. That will then, in turn, push your mind. And usually, if those three things are good and strong and healthy, you'll make money. Yeah, it, it will come. So, you know, it's like saying, like, do what you love and the money will come, rather than follow the money. Yeah. Because it's limited. It's also really hard work following money. Like that well, chase yeah, is and especially hard. if you don't, if you're doing something you don't actually enjoy. That's what I mean. Like, it's almost impossible. I couldn't do it. No. So. You know, that's what it would be to me. Like, if you're not happy yeah. and you're not healthy, you, what have you got? No, agreed. Uh, what's your favourite guilty pleasure? Ooh. Ooh. It has to be one. Ooh. Toblerone. Oh, good I shout. I love Toblerone. Okay. I'm, like, my sister, she lives in Dubai. Yeah. And every single time she comes back, she buys me Toblerone. <laughs> yeah. And I, I say to her, I was like, you know, once this is open, it's, like, going to be gone straight away. Do you get through it? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> but it's like dangerous because like I love to bake, so I'll either like do some baking with it or I put it with ice cream. Or oh, I see. You don't do, just munch oh, it. Oh, I do that too. Like you just do it as you go. <laughs> yeah. But the problem is because obviously they're triangles, you don't think it's that, that bad. You're just like, oh, just like, just break one off. So you she buy the big bar? Yeah. Oh, my God. They're huge. And then sometimes with that, then she buys the little packets to have the small ones in, but you could eat the whole packet in one because you're like, oh, they're only small. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Toblerone, what's your favourite food? See, this is tricky because I love food. Yeah. Because um, you cook a lot. Yeah, no, I do love to cook. I think I do believe in the power of good food. Mm-hmm. Good food improves everyone's day. Um, I do eat more pescatarian these days. Okay. I, I haven't cut out meat completely, but mm. I do tend to kind of veer that way just because it makes me feel better. Yeah. Uh, but if we were going out to a restaurant that did only steak, I wouldn't complain. No. <laughs> yeah. um, How would you have it? Medium rare? Medium rare. Yeah, okay, good. Absolutely, especially yeah. if you can cook it on a stone yourself, that's also really good. Oh, that's nice, that's really yeah, good. like that. Um, but yeah, no, I do a lot of baking as well, so that's quite up there with the, so like the banana breads or gooey brownies or... Ooh, brownies. Yeah. I could do the brownie now. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, what do you think people, why do you think people find it hard to motivate themselves to exercise? Because they haven't found something they enjoy. Yeah. I think the biggest, hardest part of exercise is, one, if you don't enjoy it, have you gone through every single kind of sport to find something you might enjoy? Mm-hmm. Um, exercise should be associated with not just the maybe the end goal of losing weight, but it should be overall mental and physical health. Because I think there's a lot of it is actually, for me anyway, obviously I do it to stay alive, but actually a lot of it is because it makes me feel good mentally Mm. um but also you know maybe you haven't found the right people to train with the right facilities um obviously the right style but obviously and another big thing is that you haven't done it for long enough to realize how it can make you feel what advice would you give then someone to maybe try and like where's a good place to try and find lots of different activities obviously if you're in london you have loads of options absolutely to try loads of different classes like i love boxing so maybe try that um, try different kinds of instructors because I think a lot of my clients that also do classes and things they do it because of the trainer mm-hmm. rather than the exercise sure. yes. and I think that can make such a big difference but it's being consistent and just almost being disciplined enough to be like I'm going to give this a really good shot yeah. and see it as a lifestyle change not 
because you want to do or reach your goal. Yes. Because I think a lot of people think, oh, I'm going on holiday. I want to get fit. That's fine. But then just you as a lifestyle thing and then you're then going to be consistently feeling good. Yes, agreed. What do you think about yoga? I wish I had the patience for it. <laughs> I think it's really good for you. Yeah. I think it's really important, uh, especially for mindfulness, mm-hmm. uh, to clear your head. Because I think most people live very fast lives. And actually yoga is something that probably can slow you down. It is hard. I'm, yes. not say- I'm not saying it's easy at all. I swear in yoga. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I do think it maybe it's something that's underrated because it's not seen as like a hardcore sweaty activity. Yes. But in actual fact, guaranteed 95% of the people that go will find it harder than they think. It's really hard. And it is definitely something I should do more of, more so than anything for injury prevention. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah, absolutely. It's great for stretching the muscles. Because and- how many times do you go to the gym and then just walk out? Do you know what I mean? Like I've so been doing times. it more now because I'm doing loads of big challenges that are a lot of demand on my body, so yep. I have to. However, I do think that almost the perception of it needs to change in terms of it's good for your health, it's obviously good to stretch you out, good for your mind. But I think a lot of people see yoga as like not hardcore enough. Yes. But it is. And there are lots of different yogas which they could try as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There are so hundreds. So give it a go. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. You should, everyone should just give everything a go. Try it. Yeah, try like, it once. And if you don't like it, fine. Don't do it. Yeah, agreed. Um, are there days you don't feel like training? And if there are, what do you do to change your mindset? So we've been over this, but someone's asked a question. Yeah, so, so of course there are. Um, usually I have a PT once a week who does a lot of boxing, coaching with me, but in terms of like sparring, like proper horrendous stuff. This usually lands on that day because in my head I'm like, this is going to be like hell and I even walked into the gym the other day he was like I'm gonna fuck you up <laughs> I was like right okay then um 12 rounds of sparring later oh my god then like, pad work and then conditioning I was there for like two hours wow hardcore but you, you feel amazing after this is it like you the, do feel great it's after. the after like I always say like yes everyone has demotivating days or they don't want to go like even the top athletes wake up and they don't want to go yeah but one, you're missing, you're missing out if you don't go because you're never going to regret it. Yes. Um, and you'll probably find you'll be more motivated to... Because I sometimes find actually those days that you don't want to go, you actually have a better session. Get it out. I don't even know why. Suddenly a switch happens and you're like, actually, I'm, I'm going to go for it. Yeah. So it's, for me, it comes down to discipline, just making yourself go. Or is it because... Actually, training isn't that bad and it's quite fun. And once you start and the chemicals start going around your body, you enjoy yourself. You go, actually, yeah, I love this. Yeah. That's what I it mean, is. It's like, it's like just in your mind. It really is. And it's just like, you have to just, you really got to go, do you know what? You got to get through that pain barrier of, I just need to get there. Yeah. Just get It's the devil there. on your shoulder constantly being like, ah, oh, you don't have to go. Remove that. Ah, oh, you'll be all right. But you just remove the choice. <laughs> okay. um, what do you think is key to health and happiness? Uh, the keys doing what you love yeah being brave enough to be the person that you are um and not just following the norm i love being different to everybody else yeah um on purpose i wouldn't say i go out there to, to be different but i know that a lot of the things that i do like the big endurance events um the way i enjoy leading my life is very different to my friends yeah but i think that's healthy um because i'm unafraid to kind of do what i love um and a lot of it does come down to making sure that you do have the right company. Yes. Because 
surrounding yourself yeah, with. Yeah, because I think if you don't, then, you know, if you surround someone so is miserable all the time, you're going to be miserable. That is just the fact of life. Yeah. Because there's only so much one person can take. So, like, it's just being brave enough to live life um, on your terms. Yes. So it's going out there to seek your own adventure in life and living on your terms. Love that. Should do, absolutely, 100%. So what is next for Sofa Grace Home? So what are you training for now? What's your next challenge? What's, what's the next Interesting step? Interesting one. So um, I'm actually doing the ride across Britain in five weeks. What's that? So I'm starting at Land's End, riding on a bike to John O'Groats. It's 980 miles. However, what more irritates me about the whole event is the fact it's not 1,000 miles, like 20 miles. You sort, you, sort you want you sort I'm going to do I'm going to go it, past, the, past the finish line and do 20 miles back. and come back. Because it would feel more of achievement. I am not going all that way and not hitting all. 1,000 miles. <laughs> like, could you imagine? Yeah, don't worry about it. So I'm doing that in a few weeks' time, which... Did you have to train for that? I have been, yeah, because um, until three months ago, I hadn't sat on a bike for 10 years. Wow, sore bum. Yeah. Yeah. I did 101 miles last weekend. That's, that's still long. Um, was it flat or was it up and downhill? Up and down. Yeah, okay. Road to, basically, I don't live in London, so I rode to London and back. It's pretty tough. It's pretty tough. Like, cycling yeah. 100 miles is far. I've done London to Brighton, which I don't think it's that 100 miles, but that was poor sort. <coughs> so I've got that, but next year, I think I'm allowed to say this. I've signed up for an Ironman. I did it on a spontaneity. I'm really good at doing this. Just don't <laughs> think about it. <laughs> yeah. And I thought, how hard can it be? Like... Very good. So I'm going to go and give a half Ironman a go in a couple of weeks' time. Wow. Throw oh, myself in. Just do it, see how it feels. And then, what, then would you do that to sort of understand but, how much yeah. you need to train and what So like if I struggle with at? a half, then I've got a lot of work to do. So, yeah. Because I shouldn't, like, I've never done one. So I, yes, it will be hard. It will be a struggle. Like there's not taking away the toughness of the event. Yeah. But if I really struggle, I need to dig deeper and push because I've only got less than 12 months. So if anyone doesn't know what I'm in, it's swimming, cycling and running, but it's a marathon of each, isn't it? Or, no, well, so it's um, a 2.4 mile swim. Yep. It's 112 miles on a bike. Yep. And then just a little marathon. So the, <laughs> you know, just marathon which, on. Which part of that is most challenging to swimming. you? Swimming. I don't swim. Are you a good swimmer? I can swim. You can swim. But my swimming fitness is not. That's hard. I mean, I mean, to do an Ironman, that is, I mean, that's serious. <laughs> and is there, have you set yourself any sort of times or have you thought about times? I just or? want to finish. Uh, because the worst part of the whole thing about Ironman is the fact that if you don't do it on under 18 hours, yeah. you get told to stop. doesn't matter where you are. You could oh. be 100 metres from the finish line. Could you imagine? Look, for some people out there, if you, ha if you didn't get to the 18 hours, fair play for you for even trying it. But personally for me, or I'm sure for you, that would be such a waste. And I'd be I, like, oh my God, like, I'd yeah. be devastated. Yeah. So that's why I'm going to go and do the half and just see what happens. Because then I've still got near enough a year to figure this thing out. Get it right. Um, and I actually only told my mum and dad about two weeks after I booked it. Wow. Okay. Because I knew they would be like, oh. Oh God. <laughs> Not again. Do they, do they support it? Because I always Oh yeah, 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 they do. But I think they worry. Yeah. You know, parents worry. And I think they're like, oh. Because they know that the more I do, the harder they're going to become. Isn't it just that parents sometimes, like, people say to me, I, I, I know a lot of people that say, I'm going to try this, and their parents go, no, 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 don't, and they sort of shut their dreams down. And I know that parents only, you only think that your parents want the best for you, and sometimes you think, I should listen to my parents because they want the best for me, and they, I, what they say is right. It's not always the case, though. No, sometimes, I'm not obviously saying this about my parents per se, but I think a lot of people shut people down because they know they couldn't achieve it themselves. Mm. Whereas, 
I'm a firm believer you can do anything you put your mind to, no matter what. You can. And that's why if you know you can do something and someone tells you otherwise, either do what I do and prove them wrong and go out there and be like, I will show you. Um, or if it's your parent, obviously you can't just like shut them out of your life because that's just mean. <laughs> yeah. um, but just ask them for support. Like if you've got a big challenge, you need people around you that are going to support you no matter what. Yes. Because I've said it because the Ironman I've chosen is in Austria. The mountains, glacier lakes. Wow, it's really challenging. It's not like Yeah. It's, yeah. And so I said to some of my friends, I was like, do you fancy a trip to Austria to basically tell me to man up when I'm crying on the side of the road like, halfway through a marathon? <laughs> are they going to... They were like... And I said, you've got to, it's like tough love. You've got to tell me that I'm really rubbish and I've got to like get up and go. <laughs> yeah. but you've got to tell me that. You can't be nice to me. And then feed me and then I'll go on my way. <laughs> yeah. And they were like, okay. And I was like, you can sit and drink wine. I will just be crying. Because I can imagine it's that hard mentally. Yeah, I bet. So, exciting. Never done anything like that before. So I like to try and do the things I can't do. What does Sophie Grace Holmes do in her own in her spare time? So when you're home, is it is it movies? Is it more exercise? Is it cooking? What's what's the sort of me time? Like feeling like not down, but just feeling like I'm gonna shut the world out for a minute and um, just love a good Netflix. Yeah. Um, I don't really watch that much TV. I can't even turn the TV on at home. What, because you don't know how? Or good? Yeah, I can use Netflix on my laptop. I don't know how. It's really embarrassing. So never, like, I've moved out now, but like. When I was living with my parents, people would come around, they're like, oh, let's put TV on. I'd be like, here you go. <laughs> I don't know how to do it. Um, just because I love being outside, like, I love, like, socialising with my friends, like, going for a drink, going for dinner, or just going for a nice walk. I've got a puppy to so take her out. Um, but just being away, like, I'm a firm believer you should be away from your phone as much as possible. Obviously, my phone is business, so not that possible. But yeah. if I do have an opportunity, like, if I'm with someone, my phone will be away. Um, but just be present. Yeah. In what you're doing at that moment. Hundreds, yeah. That's that's a great bit of advice. How do you feel about social media? Love hate. Okay. I think it's what an amazing about it? tool that can be really powerful, educating, empowering when used correctly. Yes. But on the flip side, it can really make people suffer with their mental health, suffer with how they feel about each other, about themselves, compare themselves to somebody else. Um, and so I think it can be quite soul destroying. Which is why I'm a firm believer of unfollowing those who you don't connect with or don't resonate with or whatever. Yeah. Is that why you don't follow me? <laughs> yeah. I do, don't I? You do, yeah. I was going to say. Um, but I just think like if you, it needs to be used correctly. Yeah. Because otherwise you could wake up one day feeling really positive, go on social media and suddenly that could change. Yeah, it, it can lead to very serious mental health issues, social media. But again, are, are there any tools, like do you have any tips to maybe turn things off? Because I know one, one person that came on, actually, her name's Amy, um, she just, she openly says, look, there are some people on Instagram where I get, I look at them and I don't want them to see that because they, they have success. Yeah. I just unmute them yeah. or, or unfollowed. I just, you know, <coughs> sometimes she doesn't like to unfollow them because she doesn't want to feel rude and they don't want them to notice. You've got to do what you've got to do for you at the end of the day. So, you know, is it all about, you know, sometimes you do have to do what's just right for you. Yeah. Um, how would you go about finding the right network to, to sort of inspire you and to be around with? Because it's one thing saying, yes, yeah, surround yourself with people. Where do you find these people? I think it's just figuring out who aligns with your values. Yeah. And who aligns with the things you want to achieve. Because you've got to remember, like, you can always, if it's been done before, you can do it. And if it hasn't been done before, you can also do it. <laughs> So it's finding the people that will, it doesn't necessarily even want to, say for example you want a marathon, it doesn't mean you have to connect with all the marathon runners, it just means you need to connect with someone who has that mindset of, of I can achieve something that involves endurance. Yeah. 
or involves it could even be a business related endurance but you know you've just got to take time to be like what kind of person am I what kind of person would make me feel good and push me to strive for more yeah and then do that and everything else just goes it follows yeah, just... like you just I think you've I think that the biggest thing that people don't do is figure that out yeah, maybe they don't know how to, or maybe they just maybe some people just don't want to. Well, so. this is the thing, and I, I think I said to you earlier, like I've got to remember not everybody's like a bit crazy like me, yeah. and not everybody wants to do these things. I get frustrated when I know someone has got talent and they're not using it. Yeah. But I've also got to remember not everybody wants to achieve that. Some people are really happy. Yeah. Just having a nice, simple life. Yeah. I tend to overcomplicate mine to the max. Yeah. Just because I can. <laughs> but that's because okay. But that is because you don't mind the, those downs yeah. because you can learn to accept them and learn from that. That's the difference. So it's those people that don't want to fail, that are scared of failing, yeah. scared of being those lulls again, thinking, I can't be in that place. Where if they just learn to maybe embrace them and thought, chuck everything at me and I'll see where I, you know, yeah. I'll, I will get out of it. Um, and I think that that's why yeah. you've done yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. well because it's like, you know, where you've got that mental attitude of like, you can do it, you can do it, you can do it, you can do it. And where people say, no, I can't, it frustrates you. It's because you know that how to, those bottom parts, yeah. your strengths. Yeah, they're like, the most important parts of life. They really are. I, you know, what's been your lowest point? Um, obviously, one of them was when I was really sick in hospital when I was 19. But best thing that ever happened to me. Yeah. Um, I, about 18 months ago, two things happened to me, one after the other. Uh, business, I was really done over by something. And financially men and mentally, that really crushed me for a couple of months. But now, thank God that happened because I wouldn't be where I am now. Mm -hmm. I also had a really fatal, nearly fatal car accident. And it makes you suddenly be like, oh my God, the fragility of life is unreal. Yes. It, although, obviously, I've been living that way for a long time because technically I've been dying my whole life. <laughs> um, it makes you realise, you know what, if there's something you want to do, you've got to go and grab it. And just do it because, one, like, you actually only have one life live it every day see where you get you could even make yourself proud of what you do have amazing stories to tell um but also you know everyone whether you see it because it's the problem with social media going back to that you don't see people's lows unless they post it so you think people's lives are like amazing 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 but you don't know what it took for them to get there Yes, that's and you true. don't know what's going on in the background. So do you not think it's important then that people share their lows? And they should, but for some reason, people why? are resistant to that. Why? I don't get it. I think it. it's because people want to seem that they have these amazing, perfect lives. Yeah, but it's all, I'm sorry for saying, it's bullshit. It is. Like, I'd rather everyone knew how bad I was at everything and how low I'd been and then be like, oh wow, that's inspired me to go do something. Well, yeah, because then people think, oh, I'm not good at that too, but he's also achieved that, so maybe I can achieve that. that. If these people are trying to show how amazing their lives <coughs> are, why don't you just show people how bad they were as well? Well, yeah, it's and that like would really people, people learn from your imperfections, or like you should embrace that. Because actually, if, if I didn't have CF, I probably wouldn't have the life I had. Sure. So for that, I'm grateful for the hardship yeah. of what I have to do every day to simply keep breathing. Do you sometimes wish you didn't have it? Uh, not really. I mean, it would be nice not to take medication every day. Of course. Um, but in reality, it makes you fight for everything. It's made you who you are. Yeah, so it's a bit like, every, so everybody has adversity on some level. And it's about using it to your advantage. I like that. Are you involved in any charities? I mean, that, that the guys could get involved with or find or follow or? Yeah, so I do a lot of work with the Cystic Fibrosis Trust. Mm -hmm. 
um, and there's a lot more stuff with them coming, so stay tuned for that, um, which will involve people coming in, events, things like that. Amazing. Um, and I do a lot of fundraising every year because if I can help somebody maybe breathe a bit better or prolong their life, then why wouldn't I? Yeah. Is there anything that I can do or we can do? Because you know I'm trying to set up the Nathan K Foundation, which is about trying to help inspire people. Is there anything else that we can do? Is there anything that people can do on a daily basis to help? Like, can they go somewhere? Could they, I don't know. I think like, it's just raising awareness of things. Yeah. Because the more people that know about CF, the more chance that people have. Mm -hmm. What advice would you give someone watching now or listening now that's got cystic fibrosis and maybe that's been through a tough time? Um, what advice could you sort of give them? What's just don't lose hope. Yeah. Like try and do at least one thing every single day that will positively impact your life. Yeah. It could be anything from just taking another step or eating a bit better. Um, and trying to, the biggest lesson I gave myself was learning your body, mm -hmm. what works for it, what doesn't work for it. Um, Is that just through trial and error? Yeah, so yeah. just trial and error. And I think that's probably more frustrating because it takes time. But if you were to figure out how your body functions best, like fitness-wise, nutrition-wise, rest-wise, things like that, it's the most powerful thing because then you can fine-tune what you do every day. And do you think it's just, you know, you know when you say find what works best for your body, is that what you think just feels good? Yes, yeah, so anything that makes you feel better, yeah. feel a bit healthier, breathe a bit easier, things like that. So it could be anything from riding a bike to running to, I don't know, boxing? Yeah, anything, you know, whatever. literally anything that makes you, your life, easier even if it's a hard thing to do i like that sophie grace holmes thank you so thank much for you. coming it's been an absolute pleasure thank you so inspiring um i'll drop all of sophie's details below her website her instagram uh for any of you guys that are listening her details will be in the description um and yeah i can't wait to see you after your next challenge yes uh, oh my goodness i look forward to that so uh yeah thank you so much for coming oh, no, it's been an absolute you. pleasure and see you soon yeah